Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dobius. And uh, yeah, the NFL Draft Round 1 just ended. And uh, I'm here to give my instant reactions to what happened. I'm not going to go through every single player. I'm really only going to go through the fantasy-relevant players, as I promised uh, in the mock draft episode that came out just recently. So if you want to see, <laughs> if you want to listen to me being incorrect about many picks, uh, check out that episode. Uh, yeah, it's a, it, it was a fun one. A lot of crazy stuff happened uh, during the draft. So I'll just go over some of the fantasy-relevant stuff. Number one, Jacksonville Jaguars selected Trevor Lawrence. That's as expected. Uh, he's going to be the instant starter. He He's a pretty high-valued player, uh, I would say. Um, I would rank him uh, around that, that low-end quarterback one spot. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of a good comparison just right up, off the top of my head, but I, I could see him being... He's a top 15 quarterback already. Um, and yeah, he's going to be a French starter. So the value for the rest of the team goes up. Obviously, Chark and Chenault, I think, are both very, very great options for fantasy this year. So great pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars at number one. Number two, New York Jets. It's a very similar situation uh, for the Jets as it is for the Jaguars. They got their starting quarterback. He's going to be starting day one. Uh, Wilson, I think a little lower uh, uh, than... Uh, than Trevor Lawrence, so I would say he's a quarterback too, as it stands. Um, he's been he's being put on a great team. He's being put on a team where they I think they realized that they didn't have a lot of weapons, and if they're bringing in a new quarterback, they need to get him some help. So they brought in Keelan Cole, they brought in Corey Davis, and just like that, their receiving core is pretty solid. It's not great. You know, it's not the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it's not the Cincinnati Bengals, which I'll be talking about in a bit. But it's it's good enough uh, for the NFL. It's it's good enough for a rookie quarterback to to thrive. Um, maybe thrive isn't the the correct word, but to to make an impact. So I, I like Mims. I like Crowder on the team. Um, in terms of fantasy value, Corey Davis. Uh, he, he came into this team being the wide receiver one. He's going to be the wide receiver one, and I think he has a lot of value. Um, I wouldn't be drafting him too highly. Uh, you could get him pretty late in some mock drafts, and I don't think that's going to change uh, when we get closer to the season. So Davis and Mims, I'm very high on this year, uh, as well as Jamison Crowder, I think could be a, a decent option as well. So yeah, Zach Wilson, very good pick there. Number three, this is where, as I said in the mock draft, things get a little spicy. Uh, we didn't know exactly who the Niners were going to pick. There was reports that it was going to be down to Mac Jones uh, or Trey Lance, and Ian Rappaport was correct, as always. They picked Trey Lance. I think this was the best move for the 49ers, given those two options. I still think Justin Fields would have been better. However, they land Trey Lance. They land Mr. Upside, the guy who... To me, has the highest ceiling out of quarterbacks in this draft class, and it, yeah, he's got he's being put on a great team with a excellent coach. I can't really think of a better coach uh, to be with if if you're a starting quarterback, if you're a rookie quarterback. Kyle Shanahan is 
is going to get the most out of Trey Lance. Now, the only thing I'm nervous about is it, it seemed like they wanted to draft a quarterback that was going to be a starter week one. I don't think that Trey Lance is NFL ready yet. I would be very, very nervous to to start him week one. I don't think my confidence is that high uh, in him initially. So it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do between Garoppolo and Lance. I know they were looking to trade Garoppolo uh, during the draft. They still might later this week. I know round two, by the time you're listening to this, is tonight. So we'll see what happens there because they're obviously not going to get a first pick, a first round pick out of Jimmy G. So we'll we'll see what happens. But for now, Trey Lance is a lower end quarterback, too, just because as of right now, I don't think he's going to be the starter uh, at the beginning of the season. But the moment that Trey Lance becomes the starting quarterback, that's where that's where I want him on my team. Even if he, even if I don't think he's going to be great uh, initially, it's Trey Lance has so much upside. He's being put on a team with some very, very good weapons: George Kittle, uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and then you got some good running backs in there as well with Raheem Mostert. So, um, let's say Trey Lance starts Week One. I am not. I would say initially the value for every player, I would say drops a little bit. So I would say Ayuk down a little bit to a flex, Devo, low-end flex. Kittle's going to be Kittle. He'll, he'll be fine. But Raheem Mostert, I would say, stays the same. So, uh, And I would not pick up, I would not start Lance uh, week one. But overall, very good signing for the Niners. It's just a lot of questions on if, Lance is going to be the starter week one. And that kind of, that, that'll change my opinion on him. Uh, number four, Atlanta Falcons pick Kyle Pitts. Tight end out of Florida. A lot of people predicted this. Uh, I didn't predict it because I didn't want it to happen. Uh, I really didn't. Uh, yeah, it, it's a very good pick. I mean, he is the, the best talent. Uh, definitely available at pick four, but I think he's the best talent in this draft. Uh, in terms of fantasy implications, I think he's a, a week one starter. He's just that type of guy. He's going to create so many mismatches on the field. He's going to outrun linebackers, and he's just going to bully the corners. So Kyle Pitts, I, I could see lining up in the slot a lot of the times. The The Atlanta Falcons are going to run a two-quarter or a two-tight end system uh, is my initial thought. Again, this is all instant reactions. I've I really haven't done any analysis on any of this. This is like the moment the draft ended. I said, "All right, let me give my opinion." So my opinion about these players might change, but as of right now, it, Kyle Pitts is going to be no doubt a starter, uh, and Hayden Hurst is going to be fine as well. They're gonna eat into each other, each other's shares a little bit. But I still think it's going to be good enough. Just because Pitts, he can play anywhere. I, I think that that versatility won't affect Hayden Hurst uh, as much as most people think. Um, but yeah, that that's a scary offense. It's really, especially if they keep Julio. I know there was trade talks of Julio. Nothing uh, has happened yet. But yeah, Julio, Ridley, and Pitts on the same team. 
Wow, watch out, NFC South. That is uh, that is, that is tough. I do not blame the Panthers for picking J.C. Horn after that move because they they're going to need all the help they can get. Uh, number five. This is I, I would say a little bit of a surprising move. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals picked Jamar Chase. I would have expected Panisa well, uh, just because I think protecting the quarterback is better than giving him weapons. But Joe Burrow gets his main man, Jamar Chase, uh, back on his team, which I guess if, this is the best landing spot for Chase. So uh, I just, it's going to be interesting because T. Higgins had such an amazing season last season. And Tyler Boyd was a great wide receiver, too. Uh, th- those two guys were top 25 receivers. You throw in Jamar Chase, who is the consensus number one receiver in this NFL draft, you could get three top 25 receivers on the Bengals. The Bengals have three top 25, potentially. I don't think there's another team in the NFL where I would feel confident enough to say three of those receivers are going to finish top 25 in fantasy. I wouldn't even say Dallas. I mean, Michael Gallup is close. But I can really see a world where all three of these receivers place top 25. And that's crazy. And that's a hot take. But Jamar Chase is going to be the number two, uh, at least to start off. So in, in the depth chart, what I predict is Higgins, Chase, Boyd. And wow, they're going to tear it up. I'm, I am scared of the Bengals offense. I would like to see him get a tight end. And they're going to wait till the second round or the third, hopefully the second. But this is a terrifying offense. Absolutely terrifying. So Jamar Chase, without a doubt, is my highest rated wide receiver from this draft class. So, yeah, and yeah, he should be. I would feel comfortable enough to 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 start him in a flex week one. Um, Then again, you know, schedule hasn't been released. Everything can change. But. I just the the team that he landed on, the opportunity that he has, big thumbs up. It's going to be awesome. Uh, next up, number six, Miami Dolphins. This is where I was like, okay, they're going to pick Sewell. Still didn't. Uh, Jalen Waddle. I think this was a really big surprise. This is a really big surprise. I, I think that the Dolphins were either going to say Chase or Sewell, whichever one that the Bengals don't pick. Uh, but they really wanted a receiver. They went with Waddle, which is a little concerning to me. Waddle's very talented, but le- let's count the receivers. The Dolphins have Will Fuller, they have Devonta Parker, and they have Preston Williams. They're all coming into this year healthy. Uh, of course, Will Fuller's going to miss week one. So I guess week one is really the chance that, that Jalen Waddle has, which isn't ideal. But when, when all three of those receivers are healthy, it makes me a little nervous because they're they're just as talented. Like with in Chase's case, he's at least the wide receiver three. But Waddle as the wide receiver four, it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time. I know he's reunited with his with his former quarterback in Tua, but yeah, I, I'm not as excited uh, for Waddle as like in comparison to like if he got drafted to the Lions. Just because if he's drafted to the Lions, he's already the wide receiver one or fighting for that spot. But in Miami, he, he's going to be the wide receiver four until a player gets hurt. And uh, the Dolphins have a lot of injury-prone receivers, but 
yeah, it's gonna Waddle's. It's gonna take a while for him to to settle in. So, uh, I I would rate him as actually. He's probably my my lowest rated wide receiver in the first round. He's probably receiver number four. Uh, Detroit Lions pick Sewell. We got some defenders in here. Uh, number ten, the Eagles trade up with the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, this is real life. They traded with the Cowboys for Devonta Smith. Love this pick. Absolutely love this pick. I talked about in the mock draft where I think that even if the Eagles had the choice between Waddle and Smith, they should go with the Heisman winner. It just fits their team better. They have Jalen Rieger already, who is kind of that speedster, the Waddle-esque type player, even though I think Waddle is a little bit more talented. Uh, they need a man who is very good at route running, who has the safe, secure hands, and that's the Heisman winner, Devonta Smith. Also reuniting with his former quarterback in Jalen Hurts. So uh, that's a pretty funny thing. The top three receivers drafted in, in, in this year's uh, NFL draft get reunited with their former college quarterback. So, uh, yeah, it's the chemistry is there. I think Devonta Smith, I, I put him at number two uh, in terms of wide receivers. It goes Jamar Chase, it goes Devonta Smith, then it goes Rashad Bateman, then I'll talk about in a bit, and then Jalen Waddle. So Smith is already the wide receiver one on the Eagles. I, uh, he's more talented than Jalen Rieger. So, yeah, I, he's number one already. Put a little weight on him, get a little muscle on him. And, yeah, locked and loaded. I, I, I'm very excited about him. Uh, Chicago Bears trading up with the New York Giants and picking Justin Fields at 11. In my opinion, that's a little late. I think Justin Fields is the second best uh, quarterback in this draft class. I rated him higher than Zach Wilson. Uh, I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. I think Justin Fields is going to have an amazing, amazing season uh, and an amazing career. He gets put on a team with Allen Robinson. Robinson's got to be so thrilled. He can. He finally gets a quarterback that has some potential of being good. Like I, I, I can't go out and say that he finally has a good quarterback because, you know, I. As much as I'm excited about Fields, I haven't seen him play uh, in an NFL level, so I don't know if he's going to be good or not. But holy crap, is the hype real? Justin Fields to Allen Robinson is going to be one of the scariest duos, has potential to be one of the scariest duos uh, this season. So Fields is going to battle it out uh, with Andy Dalton for the starting spot. I think that if... The, it, I can see a world where the Bears stick with Dalton for the first two, three games and then just go, you know what? We got to change. Put in the rookie, put in Justin Fields, and I think Fields is going to take advantage of that opportunity. I think he's going to tear it up. I, I, and I, as you know, I'm a Vikings fan. Nothing, I just am not excited to play Justin Fields this season. He, I, I just think he's, he's so capable of, Really just putting up major fantasy points and tearing up a defense. So Justin Fields, I I would rank quarterback two uh, in my book. So just behind Trevor Lawrence, just ahead of Zach Wilson. And then we got, you know, a couple defenders, offensive linemen, 15, Mac Jones to the New England Patriots. We all knew this was coming, whether they traded up or not. 
we knew that the Patriots were going to draft Mac Jones. So, what does it mean for fantasy? As of right now, my initial thoughts, he's going to be the backup. They re-signed Cam Newton, and they want Cam Newton to work for at least this season. Mac Jones, I would say, has less of a chance of being the starting quarterback than, ooh, yeah, yeah, less of a chance of being a starting quarterback than Trey Lance, that's for sure. So, Mac Jones might not, he might not start a single NFL game this season, which, that's fine. If I'm a Patriots fan, that's fine. Because I, I do expect Cam Newton to take a step forward this year with the Patriots, but keeping Mac Jones, just just securing him, keeping him on the bench for a year, working with him, you know, f- fixing some of his issues, he should be good to go 2022 with a a pretty decent receiving core. Yeah, and and that's I think that's worst case for Mac Jones. Best case is Cam Newton stinks like he did last year, and they put him in, and he he's going to do okay. Uh, I, I like the weapons that he has. I like Henry and Jonu Smith on the team. I think that really helps out rookie quarterbacks when you have reliable tight ends. Um, in terms of drafting Mac Jones, I would pass on it uh, until we hear further news. I know that drafting teams is so far away, but if you're in a dynasty, I rank him still quarterback five. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's not a bad thing, but I just, out of all the quarterbacks in this first round, I think he is least likely to start, and I think he'll be least likely to put up uh, major fantasy points for your team year one. And then we keep going. We got one of my favorite wide receivers in this draft class getting drafted to the New York Giants at number 20. Uh, obviously, they move back with the Chicago Bears pick, and they get Kadarius Tony, which is amazing. I love Kadarius Tony. I think he's very talented. I think he's capped by Daniel Jones, but if the Giants are correct, if if they're if Daniel Jones is as good as the Giants are hyping him up to be, Kadarius Tony is could be a, a pretty solid fantasy option. Now. Tony's not going to be a top 25 receiver. He's he's not going to, not year one with Daniel Jones. He's not really going to light up the league. I think he's talented enough to do so, but I think he needs to put, be put on a correct team. Uh, yeah, I, I really wish that he went to, to a team like Baltimore or, or Tennessee. I think that would have been more beneficial for Tony. Uh, but, you know, he went to the Giants. You get Daniel Jones another weapon. He's going to be competing with Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, uh, John Ross for that that wide receiver two spot. So it really depends on where Tony is in the depth chart. Um, I can definitely see him being the wide receiver three or four during the first couple weeks. So I, I'm not too excited for Tony at the very beginning, uh, but I, I think he's a, one of the most talented receivers in this draft class. I'm really happy. I think he deserves to be picked around 20. I really think that that's how good he actually is. But I don't necessarily like the team that he's on. So I actually have him below Jalen Waddle. When I did the rankings earlier, kind of forgot about Tony, honestly. That's how not excited I was about him. 
Uh, number 24, jumping all the way down to the next fantasy-relevant player, the Pittsburgh Steelers draft Najee Harris running back out of Alabama. Everyone expected this. This is a very, very good pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is going to be their running back one heading into the season. Uh, it, I would be so surprised if he's not the running back one uh, losing out to Benny Snell. That That's just not going to happen. He is that that really that that workhorse back that the Steelers like the the kind of tuck your head and run type of player. Uh, nothing too flashy, nothing too fancy. Even though he's very capable of doing that, he's really just that that strong, powerful back that's just gonna slam into you. And and yeah, I, I expect a lot of things out of Najee Harris this season. If you're in a dynasty league, if you're doing a rookies only draft, he should be number one overall. Um, yeah, uh, he's going to be, unless you're in a super flex, that changes things. But Najee Harris, yeah, running back one um, out of the running backs drafted in the first round, which, I mean, it's one out of two. But Najee Harris is going to have a very good rookie season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know that there's this whole thing about not drafting running backs in the first round, but Steelers made the right move here. Najee Harris is a perfect fit. I thought Leonard Fournette during free agency would have been a good move, but Najee Harris, I would say, is even better. So look out for Najee Harris. I will be drafting him in a lot of redraft leagues. So, yeah, and and you can draft him pretty late as a uh, as a low end flex. Next up, here we go, everybody. Twenty five. The following pick: the Jacksonville Jaguars select. Travis Etienne running back out of Clemson. Now, let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, about a week ago, I got a trade offer for Cam Akers. This is Dynasty League. I traded Cam Akers for James Robinson and Brandon Cooks. So, yes, I understand your pain. I really do. I did not expect the Jaguars to pick a running back in the first three rounds. I am a little bit upset. I'm not a little bit upset. I'm a lot of bit upset. I'm I'm fuming right now. I'm trying to hold in the anger. I just, I don't know. After the performance that James Robinson had last season, I just don't understand this pick. I mean, I know that you want to bring in some competition for Robinson, but pick, pick 25 when you could have improved your your defense you could have gotten a corner or a safety like come on man i don't know i i I just i don't really agree with this move i i understand where jacksonville is coming from i i know why they want etienne so bad because he's very talented uh he's the best dual threat running back in this draft class uh yeah, he's just, I mean, he's an outstanding pass catcher, which in PPR leagues, he's going to be amazing. And I, I think they're trying to go for the the Cleveland Browns wombo combo, you know, the Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. And that's kind of the way the NFL is evolving. You're seeing more, you know, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, and you're seeing uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines. You know, you're kind of seeing two running backs per team now, which sucks for fantasy but it's it works out usually works out well for the NFL teams 
So I think that's where Urban Meyer's head was at when he made this pick, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, as of right now, Jim, if you traded away James Robinson this offseason, good for you, man. Good for you, because you made the right move. Travis Etienne, I mean, he's so talented. He He's going to be the running back one. He's going to be the running back one for the Jaguars, whether you like it or not, whether you're a Robinson owner and you just hate the words that I'm saying right now. That's reality. Etienne is going to be the running back one, and he is going to be hes going to be great. I mean, James Robinson is going to eat up a lot of his shares, but very talented running back. Um, yeah, It's just one of those situations where we need to see in the offseason, or I guess in the preseason, where they where they rank him on the depth chart, whether it's just a straight-up backup or if he's the starter, which I predict, or if it's kind of a, a 1A, 1B situation. Uh, but, you know, a little upset about that. Last but not least, number 27, Baltimore Ravens picked the last fantasy-relevant player in the first round, Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. Big fan of Bateman. Big fan of this pick. Ravens needed to pick a wide receiver, uh, and they needed a talented one. I predicted they would wait till the second round, but I'm really glad that they didn't. Picking up Rashad Bateman. Listen, he might be he might be the wide receiver one on this team. This this might be one of those deals where they don't he's not really involved in the first one or two games, but all of a sudden you know, the Ravens will realize that he is the best receiver on this team and he is going to be targeted heavily. I'm very excited for Bateman this season. The like the opportunity that he has is very high in terms of the competition that he has on his team. I think he is better than Sammy Watkins. I think that he can do better. I think he has the potential to be better than Marquise Brown. The only issue I have is it's the Ravens. They like running the ball. They're going to hand the ball off nine out of ten times to J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards, and then Lamar Jackson's going to run it the other time. So he's capped by by just the offensive play style. Um, But when they do throw the ball, Bateman by midseason should be the main guy. So I like Bateman a lot. Uh, Not as much as, you know, Devonta Smith or, or Jamar Chase, but I'm really excited for Bateman this season. I, I I really think this is a guy that I think people are going to forget about uh, when it comes to draft time, and he should be a guy that you sh- you're going to get late, 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 and he's going to be good, good, good. I couldn't have put that in a worse way, but <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. I'm going crazy. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I'm very excited for the second round. Uh, I will most likely be doing another uh, episode of the second and third. Uh, round breakdown so going over the fantasy relevant players as well as uh just kind of my my takes on it so i'll probably only go over the really really important ones um but i'm really looking forward to it hopefully you are too thank you once again for listening and we'll see you next time